Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We may have a classic sports movie challenge this hour. It is July. It is the fastest growing game show in all of sports radio. I bet you Mick Mixon would do well in the classic sports movie challenge. He is also the play-by-play -play voice of the Carolina Panthers. He is a musician. He is an all-around good guy. I don't even know if he's in Spartanburg right now. The players are reporting. Mick's allowed to be wherever he wants to be most of the time. He is autonomous that way. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show, my friend. How are you? I'm doing good, DT. First of all, I made weight. Uh, <laughs> I'm here in, here in Spartanburg. They wanted me to come in around 150, which is about what I've been for the last 45 years. <laughs> so that, that wasn't a problem. But um, it is uh, awesome weather down here. It's so exciting that the players uh, started trickling in yesterday. Uh, the media availability earlier today, I saw Cam. In the in the lunchroom a few minutes ago, he was had no shirt on, but these white kind of run DMC overalls. Only he can do this kind of thing. Uh, it's not really fair, but he makes makes it all look look pretty good. And uh, the Panthers are ready to go. Before I ask you the most interesting thing you learned at media availability today, Jalen Ramsey of the Jacksonville Jaguars arrived at camp today in an armored bank truck with his own master of ceremonies who screamed through a bullhorn various details related to Jalen's greatness and his uh, salary demands. Uh, what's the most creative arrival that you remember in any Panthers camp now or previous years in Spartanburg? Golly, that's so funny. I, I Googled up uh, Jalen Ramsey's arrival and looked at a few minutes of it and you know, I, a couple of years ago, DG, this would have provoked that they're, you know, the, the, that's just not how you do it. It's, it dishonors the game and all that. But I just feel like that train left the station so long ago. Yeah. I mean, my gosh, go ahead. If you got bacon, sell the bacon. If you got sizzle, sell the sizzle. If you got aroma, let's roll with that. It's just the way these, these younger cats do it. And um, thinking back, this year, really, we're just like sort of B. Arthur and Betty White, and you know, we've got we got the Golden Girl. I mean, it's just nothing really that that splashy. Uh, I remember Dan Morgan with the hermetically sealed or the what do you call it, the hyperbaric chamber that he had delivered. Uh, <laughs> that I was remember, a good one. Uh, that was a good one. Jeff Mitchell, former O lineman here in the early days, used to have a giant RV, a Charlie Daniels tour bus kind of RV and the O-linemen, only O-linemen and select other invitees were allowed a lot of esprit de corps, a lot of hydration, you know, make sure you stay hydrated after practice and at night. A lot of that went on in there, I think. Uh, but, um, and then when the segues became popular, when that is one thing the Panthers sort of do well, we miss Thomas Davis because he was a huge vehicle uh, mode of transport. He'd always have some kind of latest George Jetson, way to get himself from here to here to yonder at camp and save his leg. Mick Mixon joining us from Spartanburg. He is the voice of the Carolina Panthers who are back in action year nine of the Ron Rivera Cam Newton combo. They have made the postseason four of the previous eight years and there's a lot of optimism about making it again this year. There's a human part of this that I wonder what reaction you get from some of these guys who are multimillionaires. 
I've been surprised, Mick, when I've taken my son or daughter onto a college campus. Most on-campus college dorm rooms where these NFL millionaires are living at Wofford College in Spartanburg are, are as primitive as I remember when I went to college in the 1980s. How do these guys go from whatever level of luxury they have during a season or in hotels when they travel with the team and then in their own homes – what reactions do you get? Do they just accept that this is part of the deal, or or have there been some funny moments that you've seen along those lines over the years? It's a great question. I just left my dorm room uh, this morning to come over here, room 109, Lasane. Y'all come see me. Uh, but it's sort of a minimum security kind of a feel to it. Uh, just the bed and the stark dank, you know, the air conditioner's pumping. You just got a linoleum floor. But I'm not complaining because where else uh, can a 60 and two thirds year old man <laughs> check into a college dormitory and and hang out for several weeks and watch a group of NFL athletes try to become a team? It's just a joyous Noel in every way. But you, a lot of times you see the the furniture rental, you'll see the whatever it is, Aaron rents, you see the trucks come because players just can't. Can you imagine Gerald McCoy? The bed in these rooms is. <laughs> is for someone who's around 5'7 or 5'8. <laughs> and so some of them bring their own beds, uh, bearskin rugs. I mean, you see all kinds of things delivered up here. I love that little twist. Mick Mixon joining us on the David Glenn Show. I hadn't thought of that, but clearly most beds in college dorm rooms are not made for 300-pounders or guys of these other dimensions. All right, besides more scrutiny of Cam Newton's surgically repaired right shoulder, what is your personal number one camp question as we get underway? Probably how this, how the Panthers uh, assimilate in defensively, BG, into more of an odd man front, into more 3-4. If any of the coaches were listening to us right now, they would put their palms outstretched in our direction like Foghorn Leghorn and say, no, 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 son. <laughs> That, that you're getting it all all confused because it's not going to. They'll try to tell us that it's not going to be that much different. See, Luke Keekley will have the same assignment, the nomenclature, the terminology haven't changed. But I call BS on all that because it is it is going. Don't you think? I agree with you. Yeah. Love, it is going to be exciting, and so uh, I love Coach Rivera. He'll he'll pretty much kind of get if you get him off to the side, he'll sort of tell you how it is and give you a window into the team. But here's here's the thing. Last year, the Panthers were not as robust against the run, in part because the defensive ends were a little light in the trousers. you got the ends that are 260, yeah. 270, 275. Teams can run on that. This year, with Poe in the middle, anchoring the 3-4, and then with McCoy with K.K. Short being able to play essentially D-ends in a way, now, now you've got some lead in your pencil in terms of being able to stop the run. Additionally, in a 4-3, the quarterback had a pretty good idea of where the rush was coming. Yeah. But this D will be able to shift late into an over, shift late into an under. They'll be able to, to, to I think, create a lot more confusion. I think for the guys in the secondary – Things are pretty much business as usual. Coverage is coverage. But for the front seven, this is going to be a very exciting camp. And 
start to the season. Nick Mixon joining us from Spartanburg, voice of your Carolina Panthers. Did What was the most intriguing tidbit you picked up, something a coach said, something a player said, how somebody arrived, a health update, or anything else uh, earlier today since official business is underway? Hmm, let's see. Um run into several of the guys, uh, a lot of just sort of bumping the knuckles and, man, hey, how you doing? There, there is a lot of chatter here about about all or nothing. The, yeah. the players are still – and it's I can't quite explain. I need you since you got the legal training and the lawyer and, you know, you have your – and you have your own show named after you, the David Glenn Show, named after David Glenn. Help me understand why there's such a fascination with – because we already know how last season went, and it wasn't all that great at the end. Right. But the players love – I guess it's the ability that NFL Films has to do to, to tell stories, master storytelling, the access they get, the drones they lease. It's pretty phenomenal. Have you seen any of it? Only a little bit, and I'm with you on, I think, that main element there. Even though these guys live in those trenches and are in those meeting rooms and locker rooms, et cetera, and have their own very special access, when you get a hard knocks from HBO, uh, it doesn't even have to be a team that I follow or like, and I'm, in, I'm entertained by some of those angles. And I imagine even these professional athletes – are just seeing things about their own team from a slightly different angle than they were living them, right? Correct. And we had a premiere in Charlotte last week. So the staff was invited to Kirkland Theater uptown, and a lot of the players came. Cam Newton was there, participated in a Q&A afterward. David Tepper was in the Q&A, the producer of All or Nothing. And Cam Newton was, I mean, he was perfect he was engaged he was smiling he was megawatt smile lit up the whole arena and i did standing behind uh, cam in the salad give me a salad earlier i said cam what do you think of all or nothing and he smiled that big old smile looking down at me and he said he said you know Meg, I, I loved it i love seeing it and and it i think it it gave fans a window into kind of what we do and what we're all about but he said man i'm still i still can't get over my language Ooh. And I said, well, you know, you, you control that. Yeah. This, this just in, that was you who was saying those things. But isn't it, it's kind of football, though. And then he said, yeah, it really is. But, you know, you get caught up in it. Keekley's one, Dave, who's very sensitive about his language. He yeah. does not want any anybody to see him, you know, hooting and howling like some guys do when they get all cowboyed up out there. Uh, but uh, but that's just the way it is in this these gladiators in this theater. I know you've only seen part, for those wondering, it's an Amazon series reflecting back on the 2018 season called All or Nothing. Uh, maybe you haven't seen enough to know the answer to this for sure, but I've laughed that some believe that this behind-the-scenes look at last year's Panthers reflects poorly on Cam Newton's leadership skills, and others are looking at the same episodes saying that it reflects well. They learned something new and positive about Cam's leadership ability. I mean, what? it's just funny to me. Maybe people are just taking away whatever they wanted to see as they sat down. What did you make of that part of it? The authority on things like this is Dawn Elizabeth Thomas Mixon, <laughs> who has her uh, BS sensors set on stun, and she can look at, you, me, she can look at anybody and, and just x-ray you almost immediately tell whether you're 
confident, cocky, good, <laughs> evil, uh, and and your parents and their parents. And and I asked her on the way home. I said, "Babe, what do you think of Cam? Does your does your opinion of did your opinion of Cam was it reshaped at all in either direction after having watched this?" And she said, "It kind of was." She said, "I really think that 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 it gives you a window into what's behind all the you know Cam Newton." Pied Piper of Fun, the yeah. jokey man, because what you see somebody that cares so much and is is such a good teammate and is respected in the in the locker room and and I don't know how you can watch all this and come away with a, a more negative view of of Cam Newton unless you just want to unless that's just kind of how you want to want to view him. Can we borrow your wife and send her to Washington D.C. with that detector that she possesses and just you know see see how it shakes out. <laughs> She, she would be like a pointer, a pointer in a quail on a quail hunt. She would just. <laughs> she would be spinning around like a top. Her radar, her, her radar would be going off with all of the wrong alarm bells in every direction at any given time. You might not get her back in one piece. I wouldn't do that to her. Mick Mixon, play-by-play voice of the Carolina Panthers, is joining us on the David Glenn Show. I don't know if you've crossed paths with Greg Olson yet, but I saw a quote from him earlier today I'm not only a hundred percent healthy I've been a hundred percent for months now and I have zero restrictions you know I mean I don't know how they're describing cam post shoulder surgery it can't be you know I'm exactly a hundred percent with zero restrictions but that was some good news earlier today wasn't it though Greg Olson is on my short list of people Bill Polian is on it. Steve Logan is on it. There's a few cats like that, that that I would I would drive hundreds of miles. I'd wait in line for hours. I'd pay hundreds of dollars just to hear them talk about football. Yeah. Because what you get is so rich and it's so rooted in in, in fact and experience and, and it's been scienced out. And Greg Olson is just uh, everything he says, he says it with this. He could be reading you the phone book and he would do it in just this <laughs> – in a way, this edgy kind of way that just draws you in, so that when I just I could hear him when you were reading his comments to me, I could hear him saying all that. And um, yeah, I think he he's, I love what he says says about Cam Newton too. You know, he, he and Cam Newton in the HBO series or the uh, the Amazon series, not HBO All or Nothing. You see a good little glimpse into their relationship, and they give each other such a hard time. There's some really cute scenes there, but. Yeah, Olsen's poised to have a monster year. Christian McCaffrey is another guy on the short list of biggest reasons to be optimistic about the Panthers. When you hear references to, say, Roger Craig or Marshall Falk, who are, I believe, still the only 1,000 yards rushing or more, 1,000 yards receiving or more in the same season in the history of the NFL from the running back position, do you think that would be like a goal of Ron Rivera, Norv Turner, or Christian McCaffrey himself? Or would that like, is there any negative in that since McCaffrey played like 90 plus percent of the snaps last year? I mean, I love seeing him on the field, but but at some point, I wonder if you just want to protect your investment a little bit more. Is there any dichotomy there? I think so. I mean, don't you? I, I have no idea what's right and what's wrong, but it seems to me like the last thing in the world you'd want to do is go outside of the framework of the team, go outside of your of your your offensive planning and trying to create. Because the Panthers want to be a team that can construct. It's nimble enough with a variety of styles to construct 
game-specific plans to exploit what each defense each week does not do as well. So if you deviate from that to try to get McCaffrey his thousand and thousand yeah. season, then to me that's I think the Panther coaching staff is a lot sharper than that. Yeah, I guess it could happen just sort of naturally grassroots style, but I don't know. I'd rather have the guy feeling better for a possible playoff run. All right, last thing for you. You used the word nimble there. We'll see if you need to be nimble with your answer to this. I see an official Panthers release recently. I think it was just like yesterday or the day before. And the only two names mentioned about this wonderful Panthers broadcasting team our Jim Zoki, our guest recently, and you, Mick Mixon, the voice of the Carolina Panthers. Now, we're reading about, like, Jake DeLome, our recent guest, and Jordan Gross, our recent guest, uh, uh, possibly being part of your team. What can you share at this point? Like, what, it's July 24th, for crying out loud. How much how, are we waiting for a last piece to drop into place and then we announce it all at the same time, or what? I don't know. I mean, you. <laughs> It's all it's a very salient point, well made. I think I talked to Jake the other day, and um, I called him and said, Jake, I just want to make sure, because I know you hadn't signed your contract yet. I just want to make sure you're not going to wuss out. <laughs> and he said, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And, but, but it's more complicated than just DeLome's going to do X number of games as the color analyst on the Carolina Panthers radio network. For example, okay. there's travel involved, there's flights, there's ground transportation, there's hotel. There's some sponsor engagement as a part of his deal where we, we as an organization, I think we're going to want him to to, uh, to kind of run for mayor a little bit when he's in town. And yeah. all that, to get all that hammered out. I mean, people have tweeted about it, I think, and people have talked about it. And, and I guess I have too a little, but 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 I don't think his, if I go by the strict metric, the legal, you know, the legalese is not a contract yeah. until – he signs it and the Panthers sign it. And I still don't think that's going to happen yet. I think it will. I feel comfortable enough yeah. with you to t tell you what I've just told you. But uh, won't it be great if, it, if, if, if you know, assuming that this all happens, DeLome for about 10 games, Jordan Gross for about four games, I just, I can't, I just can't wait. I think it's going to be must-listen-to radio. I'm with you. And for the record, if I had Mick Mixon in a car for a long drive, the way he was talking about, you know, being with a Steve Logan or a Greg Olson, I would be able to pick your brain for hours on end. And I think, you know, no more than like 1% of my questions would be about the sport of football for you as the voice of the Panthers. That's how, that's, oh, the, no, that's the Renaissance no, man that you are. No, there's nothing to pick. It's already been picked clean. It's already been, there's nothing there. But um, you know, I feel the same about you, DT. It's always a joy, and I um, appreciate the coverage you give us. And I challenge you. I don't just invite you. I dare you to come down here and originate your show from down here. Ooh. Just make it a, a hell of a thing. That's a challenge. We have a different kind of challenge on the other side. Mick Mixon, play-by-play -play voice of the Carolina Panthers. Thanks for the visit, the information, the knowledge, and the challenge. You know how much we love and respect you here on the David Glenn Show. <laughs> Uh, same goes here, brother. You got it. Right back at you. All right, we have a different challenge of a different sort. It is the fastest-growing game show in all of sports radio. We have intern Christian in the hot seat today. He has been asked basically two things. Hey, Christian, pick one of these 50 greatest sports movies of all time, as voted by the statewide audience here at the David Glenn Show across North Carolina. Just pick any one of them, and then – Take a deep dive into a movie that we love and probably know pretty well, 
but dazzle us with stuff that we didn't know, even about a movie that we believe we know well. One after one this month, our interns have over-delivered on our challenge in the Classic Sports Movie Challenge. What's in it for you? Well, Darren Vaught digs out of the archives his favorite scene or two from the movie. He plays the audio. You're the first to dial 1-800-849-2761. Got to get the name of the movie right, of course, to get your pick of prizes from the David Glenn Show prize closet. And then today it'll be intern Christian representing Appalachian State University. Then Christian dazzles us with fascinating yet little-known details about a classic sports movie that all of us thought we knew so well. Recent winners identified, and Darren, you can add to this list if you like, they got the Sandlot in baseball. They got Remember the Titans in football. They got Space Jam, among other basketball movies. We have had Tin Cup winners from the golf world in the Classic Sports Movie Challenge. Again, it's a July-only invitation here on the statewide David Glenn Show. We will have another winner. What was another of your favorites that we've had? Any th- Given Sunday. Uh, any Given Sunday, another one, good one from the football world. Uh, remember the Titans as well, football-wise. Outstanding movies and dazzling details. Caddyshack was a recent winner. I mean, and I learned new things about a movie that I have loved since, like, the 1980s. Just when you think you can't learn something new about something you love for a long time, that's where the David Glenn Show interns deliver. 1-800-849-2761. You think that Mueller guy was on the hot seat today. Intern Christian on the Classic Sports Movie Challenge on the other side. We still have time for your answers to our Zion Williamson question as well. Do you or the sneaker-wearing kids you know want to be like Zion? The way so many wanted to be like Mike back in the day, creating the most successful relationship in the history of shoes and sports. That Michael Jordan guy, a leader of the Jordan brand under the Nike umbrella, struck a deal with Zion Williamson of Duke. It is a seven-year, $75 million contract. We're talking NFL, we're talking Zion Williamson, and we're talking classic sports movies. A prize and more fun next on The David Glenn Show. Mike Krzyzewski joining us. We asked folks you work with at Duke if you've changed or mellowed over the years. Well, you know, mellow is having a glass of wine and looking over, you know, the sunset, you know. Uh, I don't see how you can be mellow and coach a game. That can't happen. If it does, then you shouldn't be coaching. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. All right, here we go. It is the fastest-growing game show in all of sports radio. It is available in July and July only on our syndicated statewide platform. Here are the rules. Darren Vaught digs out of the archives the audio from a movie selected by one of our interns. We play the audio first to correctly name the movie after hearing the audio. Gets his or her pick from the DG Show prize closet. We send folks to games. We give them sports books. We have Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue gift cards, sports clips, haircut certificates, all sorts of other options. You get the full list. You get to choose. In most cases, we mail the prize to you. Darren Vaught is on the other side of the glass and queuing up the audio. Intern Christian is on my side of the glass. The intern both gets to pick his or her movie from the list of 50 as voted by our statewide listening audience. They are all classic sports movies. The classic sports movie challenge results in at least one prize winner. And the challenge to Christian in today's case 
is to dig out dazzling details, even if all of us know this movie really, really well. And in this case, I happen to fit that description. Christian's goal is to educate even the biggest diehard fan of this particular movie, whose name I cannot say because that was, would defeat the purpose. Darren, whereas in, say, the basketball genre, folks have won by correctly identifying he got game or Hoosiers, or Hoop Dreams, Glory Road, Blue Chips, Space Jam recently, a little semi-pro with Will Ferrell, among others. Whereas baseball fans have won with correctly identifying Bull Durham, or League of Their Own, or Field of Dreams, or Bad News Bears, one of my childhood favorites. We're going elsewhere in the sports world. I don't believe this sport has been hit so far this year with that in mind that's the only hint the listeners get chris and greenville being a longtime loyal listener has chosen to walk the plank while blindfolded he's jumping in early even without hearing the audio most of the time if you wait to hear the audio someone will beat you to the punch and to the prize darren vaught cue up the audio first to correctly name that classic sports movie is today's winner of the classic sports movie challenge you guys are Hansons. The machine took my quarter. Who are you? Reg Dunlop, the coach. Grab your freaking gear and let's get going. Okay. Come on, Steve. Let's go. Took my quarter. <laughs> think they show speed racer here? <laughs> hey, guys, hit. Wait up. Hold up. Good eye, guy. Hey. I love you this You guys movie. triplets or something? No, I'm in the middle of Steve's 20 and Jeff's 18. Where are you from? Iron League. The Iron League, huh? A lot of fights? Nah. Hey, I want a soda. We pay for you here for a week, then you gotta find a room of your own. Okay, coach. Give me a grape and an orange and none of that stinking root beer. Are you crazy? I got a good deal on those boys. The scout said they showed a lot of promise. They brought their f***ing toys with them. <laughs> I really have them playing with their toys and playing with themselves. They're too dumb to play with themselves. <laughs> Boy, every piece of garbage that comes in the market, you got to buy it. Oh, they brought their bleeping toys. 1-800-849-2761. I would rather have them playing with their toys than playing with themselves. They're too dumb to play with themselves says the coach of that infamous team about those infamous brothers. 1-800-849-2761. Intern Christian, I'm sure, will dazzle us with details. This is an old movie, man. I wasn't even allowed to watch this one as a kid. Does, does Chris get the first shot? Chris in Greenville, you're up on the David Glenn Show. Can you name that classic sports movie? Chris, are you with us? You're on the air. Can you, yep. na can you name that classic sports movie? I, I'm going to take a stab at it. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm going to say Rocky. It was not. Let's see. You tell me where to go next. Thank you for playing, Chris. We always do respect the Onions-style approach to the Classic Sports Movie Challenge. Chris was not short on boldness. That, that's, that wasn't the problem. This is, if he's a younger guy, it's a little bit this more is obscure. a different challenge. Uh, Manny is in Greensboro. And next up, can you name that classic sports movie? Hey, BG. Hey, um, Slapshot. Of course it is. Oh, I'm so happy. I can't even feel my arms. Very well done, Manny. When did you see that movie? Uh, were you around in 1977 or just jumped on board later? 
No, I was not. Uh, I caught it on, uh, I don't know, on cable somewhere. It was a while back. Do you have to Slap. be a hockey guy, in your opinion, to appreciate the movie Slap Shot? It is one of one-time greats, yes. Do you think you have to love hockey to love the movie? Or do you think a non-hockey person would still laugh or be entertained by the movie Slapshot? What do you think? No, I think anybody yeah. can watch that. Anybody yeah. in the in the sports realm. I'm with or, you. I'm with yeah. you on that. Manny in Greensboro is today's winner. Darren, you can pick up and tell him how to claim his prize. It does involve an email to me. 99% of the time we mail your prize to you. Intern Christian is on my side of the glass. Christian, since you were not even the twilight in somebody's eye, in 1977, or heck, for that matter, maybe 20 years after that, what made you pick Slapshot as your classic sports movie of the day? Well, for the most part, hockey's been my favorite sport since I can remember. And I actually saw the movie when my parents got me Slapshot 3. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and see if I can find one and two. For those who love the original Slapshot, as I do, would you recommend bothering with Slapshot 2 and 3, or are they examples of poorly done sequels, in your opinion? Um, I would personally stick to what stick to the original one. The yeah. one and two didn't, or two and three didn't really live up to what I thought. That's what that matches what I've heard over the years as well. Now we know Christian represents Appalachian State University. Can you remind me where were you when you fell in love with hockey? Are you a are you a North Carolinian by roots or are you a transplant? I was actually born in Richmond, Virginia, and I moved here about 2000. And I fell in love with hockey when I was probably five or six years old. Okay, Canes or just the hockey in general? Yeah, because what, we got the Canes in the late 90s. Yeah, 97. All right, I'm always fascinated to hear when true North Carolinians, how and why and in what circumstance they fell in love with the great sport of hockey, or in this case, the wonderful movie. Can you tell, Darren, since you had to dig through the, the audio archives, as Christian gives us more dazzling details, can you tell why at nine years old I was not allowed to see that movie? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, there were three or four bleeps just in the one clip. Just in that one. <laughs> it, what, what, could you find a clip that did not require no, you to? No, it's funny. Much like we had any given Sunday for the Classic Sports Movie Challenge a few days ago, much like that one, a, a lot of profanity. Yeah, just a little bit. Maybe not for my nine-year-old eyes or ears. All right, let's get it going with the dazzling details, Christian. What's first up? in terms of fascinating yet little-known trivia about Slapshot? Well, the first uh, fact that I have is in the opening scene where Lemieux, their goaltender, is explaining his um, the, the penalty calls in hockey, he actually confuses high-sticking for cross-checking. <laughs> Do you have that scene, Darren? I can, I can almost tell you that one word for word. The hockey goalie is speaking through a very thick accent, he is speaking to the team's play-by-play -play man, right? And at some point, while demonstrating what slashing is, he, he actually slashes the guy as they're seated next to each other in the interview setting. Has that ever happened to you as a play-by-play -play man, Darren? Where uh, somebody's just illustrating and they in injure <laughs> you in the process? I ask someone about a particular foul, maybe, in a basketball broadcast, and I get elbowed in the head. That hurts. Uh, I can't say that's ever happened, no. All right, that's going to leave a mark. It did in Slapshot. <laughs> uh, all right, more fun facts about Slapshot from Christian representing App State University. There were actually two scenes in the movie that were based on real-life events for the um, Johnstown Jets, who the Chiefs are based on. The pregame brawl between the Chiefs and the Patriots was actually based on a an actual brawl between the Jets and the Buffalo Norsemen. Wow. And then the scene where Jeff Hansen gets hit with a set of keys was actually based on an incident when the Jets were playing the Mohawk City 
Comets, where a fan actually threw a cup of ice and hit Jeff Carlson in the face. Anybody around here ever been to an old, like, Raleigh Ice Caps game or something like that? Man, you didn't know if you were going to the circus or you were going to a boxing match or you were going to see a hockey game. Something weird might happen at any given time. I did not know that. Can you picture that scene? Darren, where, uh, let's see, I believe the national anthem is playing. Yeah. One of the Hanson brothers' glasses are broken. Others are <laughs> bleeding from the forehead. And somebody skates up to the uh, official and says something that he doesn't like. But all of that happened before the drop of the first puck. We don't get that with the Hurricanes at the NHL level very often. Maybe we need to sprinkle that in every once in a while. I'll call Tom Dundon after the show. More dazzling details from intern Christian on the classic sports movie Slapshot. So Ogie Oglethorpe is based on Goldie Goldthorpe, one of the enforcers in the movie. The movie references his rookie season. So for Goldie Goldthorpe's rookie season in the NAHL, he, he accumulated 285 penalty minutes. That and, was the real person? Yeah. Wow. Well, they, that wasn't the actual actor. It was just based on, the, uh, on another person. Um, but he amassed 285 penalty minutes in 55 games, which amasses a, which comes out to about 5.18 penalty minutes a game. And while doing that, he managed to still score 20 goals and 46 points. The real person was actually a player. Yeah. So it's kind of like Brad Marchand, right? The only time I think of Ogie Oglethorpe when the Bruins were playing the Canes, and I, I really just wanted somebody who could channel like his inner John Wick. I, I wanted a combination of Jason from Friday the 13th or the Halloween guy, Michael Myers, but with a little Ogie Oglethorpe like staring at you at the face-off circle, holding his stick out like he wants to carve your eyeballs while maybe scraping your brain, right? I wanted that guy to go at it with Brad Marchand in real life. It brings out a really, really deep, dark side of me, <laughs> that Brad, Brad Marchand guy. For those who didn't hear you during Bruins. that series, yeah. you were as explicit at the time as well. Yeah, and how you, many you, Stanley <laughs> Cups did the Bruins have in the last 50-plus years? I think it's the same number as the Carolina Hurricanes, and we haven't even been around like, but for 20-some years, right? Uh, yeah, 20-some years. That was fun trivia, wasn't it? Intern Christian, more from the movie Slapshot. What you got? Uh, Dr. Hook, Tim the Kraken, was actually the inspiration for Wolverine, the superhero. Dr. Hook, McCracken, and Oglethorpe, man, those are two great blasts from the past. I did not know that. That is true, huh? Good for you. More dazzling details from intern Christian on the movie Slapshot. Uh, Peter Strauss, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, was actually supposed to play a role, but he couldn't do it because in a race with Paul Newman, he crashed it in the boards and broke his leg. <laughs> yeah, you can't just throw an actor into a hockey movie. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You can sometimes get other sports, uh, other actors to fake it in other sports, but not so much when you have to wear skates. By the way, do you have financial numbers on this movie at all in your dazzling details? Because if not, I'd just like to sprinkle them in from time to time. Um, I'm not sure about the production of uh, budget but i think it grossed about 28 million dollars very well done very well done keep going i don't want to step step in the way now christian of app state on the classic sports movie Slapshot. um current minnesota wild head coach boost boudreau actually made an appearance in the movie he played number seven for the hyena sport president i did not know that i've known bruce boudreau for a long long time and I've watched this movie, it feels like, a hundred times, and I had no idea yeah, that that was the Yeah, that's a cool case. one. Is he even, like, in the credits and stuff? I've never heard that before. You're dazzling a Slapshot original here. Very well done, Christian. What else you got? Um, sticking with Boost Boudreaux, he actually taught, or he was actually asked by Paul Newman to teach him how to shoot pucks for the movie. 
That's cool. And Newman seems like a versatile guy, so he took to it quickly, I imagine. The player coach, for those who did not see Slapshot, uh, the legendary Paul Newman as Reggie Reg Dunlop, who wore the number seven, I believe, while he was on the ice. Have you all seen, I don't want to steal more dazzling details, but have you ever seen the Hanson brothers? The, the, the guys who play the Hanson brothers have made a livelihood about out of traveling and like putting tinfoil on their nickel on their knuckles and signing autographs and doing memorabilia shows. Do they and do stuff this at like, like at like minor league hockey games. All over the place. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're still going 40 years later. Huh. Th- th- that is at least a part time job, and I think for a while it was like a full. That was their main source of income. Yeah, we're we're the Hanson brothers, and I believe one of the dudes, his last name is Hanson. Again, I don't want to steal dazzling details. But one of the actors' last name is Hanson. And the Hanson brothers, of course, the three brothers on Reggie Dunlop's team. Go ahead, Christian. For um, Bob Costas was actually a real-life announcer for the Syracuse Blaze who played in the same division as the Chiefs at, at the age of 21 back in 1973. Wow, one of the greatest American broadcasters of all time, Bob Costas. He is in the DG Show Hall of Fame. I truly, I know he annoys some people, apparently. I think he's one of the best ever in the history of sports broadcasting worldwide, for that matter. Did not know that tidbit from Bob's resume. We'll have to ask him about that the next time he's a guest on the David Glenn Show. Uh, that's a lot of dazzling details. You got more there, Christian? Yeah, I have I have one, but I would just right. um, the Charlotte Checkers a couple years ago. I don't know if they still do this promotion or not. Held an old time hockey night where the Hanson brothers did a meet and greet with the fans, and the Checkers wore a um, a Chiefs inspired jersey for the yes. movie. Yes. Yes, I believe that made its way to the DG Show statewide airwaves. Didn't you dig something out for that, Darren? Didn't we celebrate that yeah. occurrence for the Charlotte I'm Checkers? trying to remember exactly what we did. We probably it, it's we probably played a lot of slap shot scenes I think during we that did. show that day. It, yeah. it, it may have been a rare off-season appearance in the classic sports movie challenge. Do you have any other favorite scenes that you poured through today that you want to share? Or did you already? are you exhausted from having to bleep out all of the uh, profanities from a little bit earlier? Yeah, Darren's tired. Uh, intern Christian, extremely well done. You have followed in the footsteps of some legendary interns and done an, another exemplary job in the classic sports movie challenge. Thank you for your visit here on this side of the glass. Great. All right, Darren, you ready for a break? I guess you are. 1-800-849-2761. That is the last call for phone calls, and we're back after this on the David Glenn Show. Hi, Ogie. Buy a soda after the game. Ruffin McNeil, welcome back. I know we'll always be a huge part of you and your family. You know, this will be my last coaching stop. After this, yeah, maybe join you on a radio show or Amen. do some of that. Yeah. We'll, but, be, we'll uh, be doing some remote shows from your boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere <laughs> if I have my way. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the stretch come. Special thanks to Eric McLane from the ACC Network. Mick Mixon of the Carolina Panthers. Intern Christian was brilliant on the Slapshot movie. Drew and Philip were a lot of help as well. Thanks to Bob Muller for dropping by today. That is one outstanding American. We all thank him for his service to our country and his allegiance to all things truth and evidence. And 
and the other important things that we all value as proud Americans. Yankees Twins, 8 o'clock ESPN is among your TV offerings tonight. You have more international soccer, Angels Dodgers late night, more baseball. Enjoy those games. We hope you're right back here with us tomorrow. Thanks to Darren Vaught for producing this program and for bleeping out all of the inappropriate words in the slap shot clip that we played for you a little while ago. More great guests, more room for your participation. We hope you're a part of it right here tomorrow, noon to 3, on The David Glenn Show. Mr. President, Barack Obama, welcome to The David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina. Love the people in North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.